You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode 210. Today, I'm going to share some key questions to discuss if you're in a family business, and these are really important to clarify to help you resolve conflict. Now, I've been working with family businesses for about 20 years, and the most intense emotions can kind of boil down to uh, rising up around four basic topics. Yes, there are nuances, but as I look back and really try to organize, like what are the things that I've helped families through? Four key things rise up that fall into four basic categories. Now, you know, I'm probably oversimplifying, but uh, to be able to boil it down to four key categories can be super helpful, obviously, because it gives you a direction. So often when I begin working with, you know, in its whether it's leaders in the family business or family business members, uh, especially when that next generation joins, there are always two key goals top of mind, and that's profitable business and healthy family. Really not in that order. Healthy family first, profitable business. But the thing is, I don't think there's a family on the face of the planet that doesn't have some dysfunction. And what tends to happen is that gets emphasized when you bring family members together to work on a business. So they come with the best of intentions and there's so much more at stake. And it's why I love working with family business. So let me share a quick real life example. Family of six, next generation, unexpectedly inherited the business. Uh, Both parents ended up passing away very close together, not anticipated. So here's the answers to their key questions. And it caused so much conflict. So um, who was working in the business? Two, two of the six. Who was making decisions for the business? Six. Who owned the business? Six. Who benefited financially from the business? Six. So we have six siblings equally owning, equally financially benefiting from the profits of the business, equally sharing in decision-making, but only two working in the business. So what do you think happened? Well, by the time I started working with them, the two working in the business were building up so much resentment because they didn't have the same, any additional power in the decision-making how they were going to spend some of that money reinvested into the business than the four not working in the business. Yet they were keeping things going, helping to work to make it profitable so that everyone could gain the benefit of the financials of that business. But often when they wanted to reinvest, the four siblings not working in the business had a say about that. A reinvestment meant for right now, less share in the profits or less profits to share. Let's put it that way. So conflict was rising. There was a profitable business but not healthy family dynamics. And it is so much harder. So this is your motivation moment here. It is so much harder to have good conversations during crisis and or conflict. And if you're trying to have tough conversations during a crisis 
and there was already some conflict, now it's ramping up. I'm just here to tell you. So I can't tell you the number of times where I've heard family members avoiding tough conversations by telling me we all love one another. This is true. We all care about one another. Yep, I bet that's a fact. We'll figure it out. Mm, Possibly not. (laughs) So please, if those are the kinds of things that you're saying, where do you have unanswered questions about the business? Where are you assuming the best? Where are you assuming that there's plenty of time to work things out? Get those questions answered. Maneuver through some tough talks. Uh, I'm encouraging you, begging you, (laughs) pleading with you, please carve out the time to have those conversations. Now, because again, if a crisis happens, you very likely will be required to have the conversations during what's already a really tough time. And that is not the opportune time. So that's what happened with this family. They were in crisis. They were all, you know, grieving the loss of two parents. And now, in addition, they had all this conflict rising because of the business. So the best of intentions by the parents to pass it on equally to the children, uh, you know, Without having tough talks, they weren't able to work through it well and conflict was rising, resentment was rising. So what I did in that circumstance is help them walk through those tough talks so that they each could share from an authentic place what they really wanted from the business and then make decisions together that could serve all. So it definitely requires, again, sharing tough information and then some creative problem solving and ultimately all worked out well, but it would have been a lot easier to have those tough conversations while the whole family was intact. So let me dive into these four key questions. And you want to answer these for now and for later. So get clear about what does the business look like now and what do you hope it to be in the future? Because once you know if, if there are gaps between where it is now and what you'd like it to be, now you can start having the conversations, making the requests, taking the steps. All right, so here are the four key questions and write these down. And if you don't have anything to write with, if you're in your car or something, don't worry. You can always find uh, these in the show notes by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab and go to today's episode, which is 210. All right, here are the four questions. One, who does the work of the business? So that's actual tasks. You have a role in the business. And what is that role? So who does the work of the business? Two, who makes decisions for the business? Three, who owns the business? And four, who benefits financially from the business? So these sound so simple, but I can tell you I've seen every different iteration of answers to these four questions and they intertwine and um, create all kinds of complexity. So for instance, very often I find that family businesses uh, have people working in the business and owning the business to different degrees, but um, one, they might not be certain about ownership. They might not be certain about roles. Uh, So you want to be clear about both of those. And then also they've mucked up and combined the pay, the financial benefit of working in the business and owning the business. You will do yourselves and your family members and the business itself the favor if you pay people for the work that they do in the business and then separately help people benefit financially through ownership. Now, that might be different too from owning the business and benefiting financially because there is a separate piece. There are times when someone benefits financially from the business, but they're not an owner. So um, 
So who does the work of the business? Pay them for that work and then separately pay people if there's profits to be shared. Figure out how you will share those profits for the business owners and then anyone who is benefiting financially. Now let me dive in a little bit um, more on some different kind of uh, ways that I've seen answer these questions answered. So um, who makes decisions for the business? This one gets really mucky. So for instance, we might have, um, we'll call them the now generation, the person who started the business. It might be the dad, the mom, the mom and dad. Um, and then the next generation has come of age and they're working in the business. And mom or dad might say, hey, we're getting ready to step away from the business. And so we want you to start taking over. And so what I often see is that the next generation is super excited about that. I get to take over the business. Mom and or dad say, you get decision-making power. But when it really comes to making decisions, sometimes they feel a little nervous and they don't actually release the reins. So sometimes there's either a lack of clarity about who gets to make decisions for the business or there's constant waffling as someone says that they're not going to be making decisions anymore, but out of fear, they keep jumping back in. Now, if you're in a family business and you're a next gen or now gen with other uh, generations joining, uh, you're likely uh, shaking your head right now. Like, yep, been there, done that, uh, experiencing it or now or <laughs> in the past. So get clear who makes decisions. Sometimes too, there is uh, a non-family member as a business partner and then the next generation's coming in. Again, all of these questions are very important to clarify. I also had an instance where um, the family was joining in the business, the next generation, as the partner was having failing health. Well, the partner who had failing health also had family members. So what was their ownership going to be? That needed to be discussed. Who was going to make decisions for the business? There's so much muckiness. All right, I talked about who owns the business. Again, sometimes... Uh, this is not clarified. Uh, or maybe someone owns part of the business, but they don't have any voting power. So decision-making power, which makes ownership um, less valuable, really. Another thing is who benefits financially. Now, who benefits financially? I've seen this in a number of ways. Sometimes it's the family is helping to support. It might be. There are some people that use the model of um a family business uh, owner who started the business and then passes the business on to the next generation continues to support because it's their the business is their retirement plan. And so they pass on ownership, but they continue to benefit financially as the next generation continues to support them because everything they had went back into the business. So their retirement plan is the next generation continuing to pay for all of their needs. So they're not an owner, but they're benefiting financially. I've seen that. Another thing I've seen is you have a family member who, for whatever reason, whether it's health or just there's definitely times of entitlement or just lack of initiative, they are not contributing to the business, but they have a role in the business. So they're paid a salary, uh, but maybe they don't show up or they show up rarely. Um, so they're benefiting financially, but they're not really doing the work of the business. And there are multitudes of, you know, circumstances where I've seen this happen. Uh, so it can be someone who, quote unquote, has a role in the business, but really isn't doing any work in the business. If this sounds like your family business, one thing I encourage is 
you know, and I get it. There are times when there's a family member or two or a few uh, who the family, for whatever reason, uh, is going to just take care of financially. What I do encourage is find a way that you limit the collateral damage that they might create in the business. So if they have a role in a title and a salary, uh, but they're really not effective, you know, help make sure one, that they're not making decisions or taking actions that are detrimental to the business. And two, you know, just limit the scope of the impact that they might have by others feeling frustrated by their actions, etc. So, um, I'm kind of meandering a little bit today, but I have seen so many different instances of, um, again, circumstances that all surround and boil down to these four questions. And again, the conflict arises when the friction happens, when there's either confusion around these four questions, there's waffling or inconsistency around the answers to these four questions, or when the answers end up pitting one family member against the other because they have competing objectives. Like the example I shared at the beginning, which was, again, two working in the business, but they have equal decision-making power with four who are not. The competing objectives are the two in the business want to have the fun of reinvesting and making decisions and growing the business, while the four not working in the business just want to make as much money as possible and collect their checks from all across the globe. (laughs) So so let me uh, repeat these four questions again. They are so key. Uh, I think... I've likely touched on some uh, circumstances that you are either currently in or have experienced in your own family business, if you're in a family business. So uh, here are the four questions again. Who does the work of the business and truly does the work, like they're effective, making a difference, have a role uh, creating outcomes, not just a title in a salary, but actually doing work. Uh, Two, who makes decisions for the business? And is this consistent or does it shift and change? Three, who owns the business? And four, who benefits financially? And if you have people benefiting financially, how are you working to make sure that the benefiting financially isn't creating other strife within the business? Uh, Decrease the circle of influence and the collateral damage that someone might make if there is a possibility of that uh, from the financial benefit that they have, whether it's uh, decision-making authority without really uh, feeling uh, personally invested in growing the business, or uh, if it's someone with a title in a salary who's not really functioning well in their role, but that the family feels a commitment to uh, to supporting through the business. So I hope that this helps. Um, I It is a very convoluted, complex, but um, wonderful, passionate um, goal of mine to help family businesses create healthy families profitable businesses. And if you are struggling and feeling the friction in your family business or any kind of organization, reach out. Let's talk about how I can help you. You can grab 30 minutes on my calendar by going to defeatthedrama.com forward slash call. I look forward to hearing from you and get out there and make it a great day. 